Welcome to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golset. And I'm Ann Gonzalez. Sitting in for Andy Bates. Uh, if you're confused and you've heard Andy yesterday, uh, that's because most of this week has been pre-recorded because Andy is currently in Las Vegas. Rough oh, life. Rough I know. Life. Like the biggest trade show ever for all things broadcasting. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh overwhelmingly awesome. So that's where Andy is right now. Uh, but we have uh, some fantastic guests in studio today uh, who are in the building. So that's why we're live today. Um, and and I'm really excited about yeah. it because it's missionary story. Missionary stories are always the best. It's the best thing ever. So um, I'm really excited. And thanks for uh, <laughs> stepping in since I asked you to co-host like five minutes ago. Uh, hey, it's a pleasure. And you're my guest for the second half anyway. Exactly. So it all works out. Uh, and you have your own uh, experience serving overseas. So hopefully you can bring, Asia. bring a little uh, different perspective than I have. Sure true Midwesterner. <laughs> uh, thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University of Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us in studio today, Dr. Martin and Marie Dickey, who serve the Lord in Papua New Guinea, which is really exciting. Thanks for joining us today. Thank Good to you. be here. Thank you. There's so many things I want to talk about, and we have... 12 minutes. So <laughs> we're going to get right to it. Um, I'm curious uh, about your story that led up to Papua New Guinea. How did you end up uh, serving in that part of the world? Well, I was uh, born over there. And so spent the first 16 years of my life uh, there. Uh, our family came back in 1974. My parents had been there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, my uncle Bill and uh, his wife, my Aunt Eleanor, who just passed away a few months ago, um, served there for 40 years. And so wow. our family has quite a bit invested in the field. And uh, But I came over back in 74, ended up uh, becoming a church musician, and um, but hadn't been back for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So in 2014... Uh, and Marie had heard all kinds of stories about Papua New Guinea and my daughter, <laughs> Caroline, too, and, of course, uh, all our other kids. But um, so um, took Marie and Caroline uh, back in 2014. And, uh, of course, I knew the struggles of church that it had. And uh, then after visiting, it's like, well, um, what? I guess I should, so since I'm a full-time church worker, uh, I should consider going back and seeing what I can do to help the church. Absolutely. So you, your family has a, a long uh, legacy of, of church work in Papua New Guinea. Yeah, actually, we have uh, lots of missionaries um, in uh, in our, I mean, in fact, on my uh, dad's side, um, my grandfather, my dad's side, he had, um, one of his uncles was trained by William Lloyd in the Noyen Dedelsau wow. at the mission school and came over to the U.S. Mm -hmm. as... Uh, missionary established Reverend Peter Dickey established lots of congregations in Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, Michigan, um, and then on my grandmother's side, my uh, my dad's mom, also um, there was uh, uh, her grandfather was wow. also trained by William Lur. Hmm. Uh, he came over and served as a missionary in Minnesota, mm -hmm. so we have that um, connection, and then. Uh, then my grandfather uh, actually was a missionary, Elsmith's missionary in Brazil. Oh. 
So that's quite the the missionary legacy. <laughs> so my dad <laughs> and uh, yeah. So my dad and my aunt Eleanor both were born in Brazil. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So wow. in '48, then when um, my uncle Bill was asked to consider going to Papua New Guinea with Autohinsi, um mm-hmm. well, the story goes that uh, he. Um, he grew up in Eau Claire uh, to a non-Christian family. Uh, he was um, the Epiphany Lutheran Church reached out to him. He was baptized, confirmed, um, decided, and was led to become a pastor. Um, and then the story goes, he was t- telling us that uh, then he thought that the Lord was leading him to become a missionary, but his idea was he would go to Russia. So he was taking um, language instruction in Russia, a Russian <laughs> language instruction in Autohinsi, um, was at the seminary at the time, uh, also wanted to become a missionary, um, but he thought he was going to go down to Mexico. So the, <laughs> so he was taking language instruction in Spanish. <laughs> so then the president of the seminary calls him in and to his office and says, um, I understand you two want to become missionaries. And so my Uncle Bill's like, hmm, maybe they'll send us both to Russia. And Otto Hinsey is thinking... <laughs> Maybe they'll send us both to Mexico. And so then, um, well, do you want to go to Papua New Guinea? And they're like, oh, where is that? <laughs> There's a lot of that around. <laughs> and then after they found that out, then it's like, well, well we need to ask our, uh, we're, we're promised to be married. We better ask our fiancés. <laughs> so Good you can plan. imagine that conversation. But both of them said, yeah, yes. And, yeah, huh. So what is your role currently in Papua New Guinea? Um, I went over as a musician uh, just to see what I could do to help the church with its worship and music, teaching at the seminary, um, an overview course on uh, the songs of the Bible, um, also then another course on the book of Psalms, um, a few other things like that. Um, the main instrument is guitar in these mountain churches because it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to strap a piano on your back or, <laughs> or an organ, organ on your back. Yeah. And, <laughs> so I had to do what I could to learn how to play the guitar. Fortunately, the only play in one key over in Papua New Guinea, G major. Huh. And so I only had to learn three chords initially. It's <laughs> very helpful. Now I've learned E minor and A minor. So now <laughs> I know <laughs> five chords. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever works. Exactly. <laughs> and then exactly. teaching how to tune the guitars and stuff like that. But then, oh, yeah. uh, well, most recently, then in December, they asked me to serve as PNG team manager. Hmm, so okay. now I'm dealing with that kind of stuff too. So sure. sure. Now, the seminary in Papua New Guinea is that a native Papua New Guinea? Papua New Guineans? Is that how you say that? Is that- yes, uh, national pastors. So we trained yeah. national pastors. I mean, the whole idea of the mission field initially was not for the missionaries to stay long term, but right. to um, you know develop um, a national pastors and develop a national church mm-hmm. that would continue the work. And so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it like to teach uh, church music uh, in in a different? Well, I guess it, it, it's not really a different culture for you. Maybe as you grew up a little bit in Papua New Guinea. But what is that like teaching uh, music at the seminary? Well, um, we uh, we focus mostly on uh, the music that's in scripture, mm-hmm. and uh, they um, most of this. Well, the, the students generally are totally unaware of all of the music that's in the Bible. And so um, then also pointing not only to the fact that this is an eternal art, um, Job, uh, book of Job tells us that right after the creation, uh, the angels were so amazed at what happened, they formed the first choir. (laughs) 
and they sang and rejoiced. Sure. And then we have a choir that's been singing forever, since. And then Jesus himself reveals to us in the uh, book of Revelation, because um, John, uh, th this was a vision, he wrote down his, the vision he got directly from Jesus, that there's a choir that's singing eternally in heaven, singing to the, in the Melanesian pigeon, Pikinini Sip Sip Blongot, the Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, and so uh, to get them to realize that this is an eternal song, to help them make sure that whatever music they're singing is focused on Christ. Sure. sure. So I even do a one, I've done one little course on the hymns of Martin Luther. Um, not that uh, they're going to be able to necessarily sing them in the Anga churches, but just to say, look, this is an example of uh, what you need to do is whatever music you are singing, uh, focus it on Christ mm -hmm. and what he has done for us. Sure. So what is the worship music like in the local churches? You mentioned that it's all played on guitar. Um, well, there's uh, this, the songs uh, that use the melodies of... Uh, what they call tumbuna, the ancestors. Uh, some of every now and then, someone will break out and sing a song uh, with those melodies, um, using uh, the missionaries when they first came helped to develop some uh, Inga texts to those songs, uh, focusing on Christ. But then mostly right now they sing what they call the guitar songs or the youth songs, um, and uh, um, so yeah, there's some uh, some great songs. So one is. Uh, points us directly to Romans one seventeen. Good news semi strong belong God. Good news semi strong belong God. The good news is the power of God. Mm. And it is enough to save me. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so they'll, you know, sit the, the, for a prelude, they'll sit and they'll sing for 20, 30 minutes, uh, you know, all kinds of songs like that. Sure. And uh, then the worship service will start. <laughs> of course. They, they also have songs that the former missionaries brought and, you know, Onward Christian Soldiers and Nearer My God to Thee and mm -hmm. Abide, O Dearest Jesus. Mm -hmm. Sure. So... They sing those too. Absolutely. Now, Marie, what is it like for you living in Papua New Guinea? This isn't a place where where you grew up, right? So I, this is different. I grew up in Bertha, Minnesota, which <laughs> might be probably very close. You know? <laughs> but um, the main thing that I feel my role is to make sure that he's kept fed and healthy. <laughs> that That's is a, a very important job. That's very important. <laughs> But also, she hopes uh, to, uh, we're we're now working with the uh, we live on the uh, campus of Highland Lutheran International School, ah. and so um, every Wednesday we help out with the chapel service. Mondays and Fridays we help out with the morning devotions for the uh, grades one through six, and so we're teaching them uh, new songs. We've mm -hmm. taught them. Um, I want to walk as a child of the light, oh, uh, awesome. the lamb. Mm -hmm. um, what else have we taught them? Someone special. Someone special. Uh, songs like have that. Have no fear, little flock. Mm -hmm. And uh, the schools over there are teaching English, so that makes oh, it very easy. And now uh, the 
Uh, principal has asked her to just read to the children on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we're actually looking for, uh, they're looking for a principal that could uh, come and help and some teachers to come and help and maybe even some short-term uh, missionaries who could come and just, uh, you know, help with the English instruction. Ah. You know? So if anybody out there is interested. Hmm, might be an opportunity. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we are just about all out of time. I wish we had like three more hours because it's just so much to talk about. Uh, but uh, Dr. Martin and Marie Dickey serving the Lord in Papua New Guinea. Thanks so much for being uh, my guests today in the studio. Thank, Thank you. you. Our pleasure. And uh, more Coffee Hour coming up next with Anne sticking around. Uh, you're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Ann Gonzalez. Thank you.